You're listening to Your Best Life, powered by Mercy One. Join us as we have a fun conversation with certified experts and physicians about health topics for you and your family. It's Your Best Life, our one purpose. Hello, thanks everybody for joining us on our podcast today. I'm Jenna Renstrom from Mercy One Siouxland Medical Center in Sioux City, Iowa. New year, new me. That's what everybody says, right? You've probably heard it before or you've said it yourself. So today we're talking about wellness goals for the new year, 2022. And here to talk to us, one of our family medicine providers from Mercy One South Sioux City Family Medicine, physician Dr. David Enns. Thanks for being here, Dr. Yeah, Enns. Thanks for having me. I know that you're a wellness guy yourself. We're going to talk about exercise. We're going to talk about healthy eating. But because it's a new year and we've all been through a couple years that have been challenging, let's start by talking about mental wellness. And especially as a primary care provider, how do you have those conversations with your patients? It's not just about physically how well you are, but how, how's your mind doing? Yeah, um, you know, January is a big time of uh, year for New Year's resolutions. Um, people tend to get gym memberships. They want to get mm-hmm. in shape physically. But um, <clears throat> one of the things we have to look at, too, along with getting in shape physically is getting in, fa- uh, getting in shape mentally. Um, I uh, this can be kind of a longer discussion uh, mm-hmm. with uh, with patients. I, uh, a lot of them are are wanting to get in, in shape physically, um, but there is that mental aspect too. Um, sometimes this time of year we see um, increased levels of depression, seasonal affective disorder. Sure. You know, the sun's out um, not as long as it is in the summer. Mm-hmm. It's dark by five, and, and we do see that. So um, you know, as we're talking about physical well-being, um, I always try to uh, talk with patients how they're doing mentally and what we can do for that. And that conversation can start with your family doctor, right? I think sometimes people think, okay, I know I need help. I'm not ready to go to a specialist or I don't know how to navigate myself to find a counselor. Really, you just need to reach out to somebody you trust. Yeah, primary care uh, physicians, whether it be family medicine, internal medicine, pediatricians, um, we actually deal with this um, or more more patients are seen by their primary care provider than psychiatrists. You know, start with your family um, provider. You know, if after discussion uh, with your provider, it's deemed that, you know, you might need a secondary level, um, you know, such as a psychiatrist, that's fine. But, you know, A, you can usually get into your primary care physician a lot quicker mm-hmm. than a psychiatrist and start there because uh, you'd be surprised, um, you know, A, how much primary care physicians deal with this and that they'd be able to help you. Is it safe to say for kids too? I think about my kids as they age and navigate changes for them in school or in life. Um, you don't want to forget to open up that opportunity for them to say, I need to talk. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes we don't, you know, give too much thought into, uh, you know, pediatric mental wellness, but, you know, unfortunately we are seeing a little more, um, uh, you know, mental issues in that age group, um, young adolescent to high school, you know, with social media being more prevalent, um, we'll see some increased stressors with that, uh, along with, you know, just the stresses of going to school, playing sports, being in activities. So, yeah, with, um, <clears throat> you know, well child checks or just um, checkups for acute things such as cough, um, a lot of times uh, we'll ask, you know, how are you holding up? How are you getting through the year? Great, great questions to ask. Okay, when we're talking about setting wellness goals for the new year, Dr. Enns, um, a lot of people go right to, okay, I want to lose 30 pounds. Um, mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, maybe a goal that's a little hard to attain. What's your advice 
for setting smaller attainable goals. Right. So everybody's a little different. What I like to tell most folks is, you know, don't just get the gym membership and let it just gather dust because a lot of times that's what happens. Um, get a plan. Um, a good way of getting a plan is get a short-term goal, medium-term goal, and long-term goal. Um, and that way, as time progresses, you're hitting that goal. As you're hitting different goals, you set new goals, and um, you can maintain what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that uh, diabetes is prevalent in our community, as it is in, in many, but especially in, in the Midwest. Um, stat I have here, Dr. N is, ends is 11% of the U.S. population is diagnosed with diabetes. Sometimes that's related to, you know, lifestyle, sometimes not. But can you talk a little bit about um, concerns you might have for patients or people in our community that they are proactive about their wellness so that they're headed down the right path? Yeah, um, you know, probably a third to half of my day is dealing with patients with diabetes. Um, and a lot of that can be lifestyle related. Um, some of it can be uh, hereditary, but um, yeah, um, diet, calories, um, you know, weight is a big one uh, to keep uh, in check as far as uh, risk factors uh, for being diabetic. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I think a good uh, exercise plan along with a healthy diet, um, if you have any risk factors for diabetes, you know, such as multiple family members, th- that's a key component to um, uh, both controlling diabetes if it already exists or preventing it. What would your advice be to someone who has maybe been identified by their physician that they are pre-diabetic, that, that they're kind of going down mm-hmm. that road? It makes me think of, of your advice to start with small attainable goals. What can we change? What healthy choices can they make? Yeah, if, you know, we see a lot of pre-diabetes, um, you know, if the blood sugar level is a little high, but they're not, you know, full-blown uh, diabetic the most the best medicine for that is healthy weight um healthy lifestyle you know we really don't just in, in very select uh situations do we prescribe a medicine for that mm. um so that's when i have the talk with my patients i you know, say all right what's your weight now what's your healthy weight let's get a short-term goal okay you know ideally yeah let's lose 50 pounds eventually but let's shoot for 10 pounds over the next three months. How are we gonna do it? You know, and it's, it's, it's a mixture of both, you know, diet and exercise. So. What are those um, numbers or um, those, those tests that you use to analyze a person for, or evaluate where they are, whether it's diabetes or just other um, health and health risk factors? Yeah, there's a lot of different tests we can do to uh, kind of tease out if somebody's uh, pre-diabetic, impaired fasting glucose, you know, actual diabetes. We'll do a fasting glucose. We look for certain levels. Um, less than 126 for your glucose is what you want to see there. There is a, another test called a hemoglobin A1C where it's the average blood sugar over a three-month period. Um, and we're looking at a certain number to be less than at that point. Um, if any of those numbers are elevated, I have uh, you know discussion with the patient and say, hey, this this can get worse. This can progress. We need to do something right now, as far as uh, you know, as far as what the risk factors are that we can control: weight, um, physical activity, diet. Do you enjoy working with that patient to educate them about what those tests mean and their outcome? I think sometimes um, when we go to our physician, we think uh, we know you're a busy guy. <laughs> the clinic's calling now. No, Just my, kidding. No, it's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 
what I want to make sure people know is that they can have these conversations with their physician about what what tests are you ordering and why. And then when the results come, mm-hmm. that that's really a discussion um, that you have as partners, right, with your patient. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I can prescribe. Um, you know, five medicines to a patient, and if you're not going to take them, guess what? That's zero mm-hmm. medicines that I'm actually prescribing. So it, it's a little discussion. I'll, you know, uh, I'll, I'll put my two cents into it and say, hey, you know, Mrs. Smith, this is where we're at with your labs. I, we need to do this approach, but talk with me. How are we going to get you to um, be at a healthy weight? You know, have you know, get some regular exercise in. What's going on in the diet here? Is it something as simple as oh, you're drinking six regular cokes a day? And you can cut back on that, and boom, that's you know a five-pound weight loss in three weeks. So, being a physician is more than just kind of throwing pills at somebody for a condition, even though sometimes it kind of seems like that. But uh, no, it's a uh, you know when we're talking about overall health, diabetes, um, a lot of other things too, hypertension, you know, bad cholesterol. Um, it really um, we can take a really aggressive diet and exercise approach and avoid medicine. That's great. Let's talk more about um, exercise. You mentioned, uh, and we know people love to sign up for those uh, gym membership deals at the beginning of January. Uh, they don't do much good if you don't <laughs> then take uh, really take use of them. But what would your advice be to just start that that journey? Yeah, so A, get the membership to begin with, but B, get a plan. Um, it's, you know, exercise along with a lot of things is really habitual. Make, work it into your schedule. Um, make it become a part of your day. Um, the second you kind of break away from that routine, then that's mm-hmm. when, you know, Planet Fitness gets their 20 bucks a month for you not coming any days, right. you know. Um, so, yeah, just really make it a part of your routine, whether it's an early morning workout, which I refuse to do, but some people can do those really well. Um, I tend to be a later in the guy or later in the day guy, but just make it, you know, just like you eat lunch every day, say, I'm going to get to the gym every day. Don't they say it takes, what, 28 days to establish a new habit? I mean, so you have to really look at a full month Mm -hmm. where you're committing to finding what time of day works for you and then just stick with it. Yeah, absolutely. There's actually an area in the brain. um, Well, there's a lot of areas in the brain that control Mm -hmm. habits, but, uh, um, there is one that is uh, exercise specific that when you do it enough, it becomes routine and your brain just operates at a different level. So you've got to activate it. Absolutely. It may not even yeah. be activated. Yeah. What's your workout of choice? Um, I have gotten into CrossFit. Um, that's mostly to keep up with my wife. She really got <laughs> into it. And um, yeah, so I uh, will go to one of the CrossFit gyms um, in Sioux City. We put some CrossFit equipment in our basement when I can't get to the, the gym. But yeah, it's, uh, that's kind of what I found for me, kind of keeps it uh, kind of fresh and different workouts. And, you know, I've tried to make a habit of it every day to, to do a little workout there. It's so important to just find what's going to feel like something you want to go do. Right? I mean, for cross, some people that's CrossFit, some people are runners, that's not me. But mm-hmm. just finding that thing that you maybe look forward to eventually that mm. you look forward to doing every day, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, do something that's sustainable. Um, you know, don't do, you know, bicep lifts every day. I mean, your biceps might look good, but you're going to get bored with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is probably a good idea for almost every age group um, to mix both aerobic um, and resistance training. You don't have to do it on the same day, but, you know, if you run one day, do some resistance training. Um at, at a different day, um, especially as we get older, you know, as we're looking at preventing, um, 
conditions such as osteoporosis, um, we've found that resistance training um, is almost as good as adding medicines to prevent really? osteoporosis. Yeah. So, you know, if you're one of those people who, you know, you walk your four miles every day, that's great. Find some resistance training to do. That's going to uh, give you some additional health benefit. Not everybody wants to be in that gym setting or feels comfortable um, in in that kind of environment. But our weather's challenging too here in the Midwest mm-hmm. because um, you know you might not want to run or walk in 20, 30 degree weather. Any advice for just people moving their body if those things don't work for them? Yeah, and I mean, I can relate. I don't, if it's less than 60 degrees, I don't step outside mm-hmm. to <laughs> take a run and I'm a runner occasionally. Um, you know, there's, there's a huge market for at-home exercise sure. equipment during the pandemic. I mean, it was near impossible to find a dumbbell, but I think uh, things are getting a little better uh, that way. If you've got the room in your house um, to put a uh, treadmill, um, they're getting more interesting now and kind of, you know, you can get treadmills that have, you know, virtual workouts yeah. where everything's different. You can run so- on some road in Spain someday <laughs> and then, you know, somewhere in Mexico. So it kind of keeps it fresh. So if you're kind of new in the running scene, you know, treadmills are a little more exciting than they've been back in the day. Very true. Um, we talked about, um, you know, some of the patients you might see that have other ailments um, with their body. Might be hard to get out for even a walk sometimes. Mm-hmm. What would your advice be to, to those folks? Maybe they have some joint pain or, or, you know, some lingering injuries, but still know they need to move. Right. Um, you know, non-resistance uh, exercises would be a good start uh, with them. You know, the pool type stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, resistance bands are kind of a big thing right now that, um, you know, you can get them at, you know, Walmart or any store or Shields where you, you kind of stand on a band and you can do curls, a little resistance that way. You can turn it into squats. Um, and a lot of times if you've got joint aches, if you start moving it more, um, and it's going to, it's going to get, you know, a lot of times you'll see that the pain gets better just by movement. But also if you start doing more of that, you're going to probably lose a little weight. And then a lot of times folks will know that, Hey, my joints don't hurt as much. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sometimes is that as simple as I'm going to take the stairs instead of the elevator yep. or park a little further away. Do those really make a difference when, um, if, if you, you know, just need to get your goals down to something that's manageable, manageable that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. If you can implement any kind of, the, of, of those techniques during the day, um, you know, you mentioned parking farther away. Um, there's some data that shows uh, if you get more than 11,000 steps in a day, I know the goal on everybody's you know phone and watch is 10,000, but yeah. there's they actually had a study over in Europe that said if you get over 11,000 steps a day, your risk for cardiovascular disease drops like exponentially. Wow, um, and that's so just steps. That is just steps. So yeah, park a little farther away if you if you can avoid it. Great. Let's talk about sleep. How big of a factor is sleep in our overall wellness? And I would say this. Um, speaks to both uh, physical wellness and mental wellness. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. Um, sleep, literally, I mean, there's probably not a medical condition that's not uh, exacerbated uh, for the worse, for lack of mm-hmm. when somebody's not getting good sleep. Um, and then the mental uh, aspect of it, uh, we you know see a lot of just pure mental disease, depression, anxiety, just because of lack of mm-hmm. sleep or not getting um the good rested sleep whether it be from somebody 
waking up a lot at night, somebody not getting to sleep for several hours, or, you know, say somebody's got un, um, untreated sleep apnea. What's the best way to um, get into a good sleep routine, or how do you assess if the if your patient needs something more? Yeah, um, yeah, that's it's a good you know if you find yourself at the physician's office with talking um, about sleep, um, that's a good discussion to have with him. Um, before that, maybe take a good inventory of what you're doing lifestyle-wise. If you know you're having four cups of coffee after dinner, that's caffeinated coffee. Mm-hmm. That that's an easy one. Um, you know, still, uh, if you're watching TV late and you're getting kind of getting amped up on that, but, you know, take a look at that. Um, there are some, yeah, it's a long discussion that with, the, not a long one, but it's an in-depth discussion mm-hmm. with the physician because there's so many things that can impact um, sleep and your physician would be able to um, kind of talk with you through some of the things and kind of some of the things that can be done. Great. Yeah. Well, as we wrap up our conversation, um, we talked about it a little bit earlier, Dr. Enns. It, it was your making New Year's resolution. Let one of them be to keep up on those wellness checks and check in with your primary care provider. Just can't mm-hmm. underscore enough. Um, you know, if you have a wellness goal, there's people around you that can help. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, keeping those wellness checks, um, you know, creates a little bit of accountability. You know, you see your physician and come up with a plan say all right you know I want to see you down 20 pounds at next visit no well then you've got a, a point that you've got to be responsible for um, you know speaking of accountability do it with a partner you know spouse or a friend because you know on those days you don't feel like working out sure. they're calling you and say hey let's go let's go to the gym and then that kind of um, circles back on itself and well, Dr. Ed, we always appreciate your expertise. I'll cheer you on next time I see you running in the neighborhood. All right. Okay? No, not below Deal. 60 degrees. No, no, not below 60 <laughs> degrees. Thanks so much for listening and have a great new year.